0: Hello, and welcome to the Omega Republic, a radio podcast program for the furry and brony community. I am your host, Copper Cap. Also joining me today is my wonderful dragon co host, Tiberius.
1: I'm sweating to death.
0: Thank you for joining us here on Suiting Up for Life, where we seek out those in the furry fandom and or brony fandom and get to know what it's like to be a furry and or brony and what they do to make who they are a part of the community. Today we have Zink Awesome joining us from the UK.
2: Hello. <laughs> How is it? <been? laughs> oh god. Yeah, it's weird to be on someone else's podcast. Because ha- I have a few of my own, or I've at least tried to do a few of my own with different friends, so that's not too bad. Heck um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, might as well try a podcast. Uh, I've not done too much voice acting as of yet, but I'm, you know, k- keeping keeping on going and making, uh, like, landing larger and larger parts slowly but surely. Nice. That's good. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, before we begin, we also like to mention that the Omega Republic has a charity program in place that for every like that this podcast receives, that $1 will be donated towards that charity. Zinc Awesome has graciously chosen a charity for his podcast. Would you care to give a brief, uh, brief description of that charity, please?
2: Yes, so I've chosen the Destitute Animal Shelter. Uh, which is based in Bolton, which is where I originally came from. And it's a very small scale uh, animal charity with um, what they call a non-destruction policy. So they never put down a dog unless it, or put down an animal, should I say, unless it's in severe pain and it's the only thing that they can do. Good. So from there, I used to also work there as a volunteer. So whilst I was in high school... I went there so because of uh my situation growing up we never my family never had time to own a pet we never had the time to be able to kind of put in enough love and attention to it to give it a proper home so then i started volunteering here and i suddenly had 40 dogs and 20 cats so it was amazing (laughs) oh my yeah oh yeah it's always nice to see as weird as it sounds it's nice to see one of them leave
1: yeah in it's, that situation. Every single
2: time. Yeah, even if they're the best dog, you'd much rather have them in a proper home. Yeah. So, yes, I think also I, I mentioned to you as well that uh, for every dolly you said, this gets over the next 30 days. Is that, was that what it is? Yes. Yeah, every like that this gets, I will match it.
0: That is awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's hope that this gets plenty of likes so we get, the program can receive yeah, lots of so. donations and grow and yeah. just become even better and bigger and just taking a lot more animals. Yeah. Any giraffes yet?
2: Uh, not that I was there for, no. It was mostly birds <laughs> and cats, but then you had all different sorts of things in there as well. I mean, the per- the person who runs the whole facility... I think she actually still lives in the original building where it is now a destitute animal shelter. So she actually lives above the animal shelter. Wow. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's pure dedication.
2: Oh, Oh, definitely. And of course, all of her pets are there. So there's some that just never leave, and they have that forever owner still. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Splendid. That is that is a wonderful (laughs) program to be a part of and to donate towards. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let's get right into it, shall we? Uh, All of right. Of course, the first thing I would like to ask is, how long have you been part of the fandom, and what brought you here?
2: Oh. Uh, I found the fandom when I was 15, so... Ooh. Jeez, I can't math at the moment. Yeah, so about 11 years ago. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's been weird because I'm I'm 26 now, and I've been in the fandom for 11 years, so it feels like a long time. But for quite a lot of the start of it, I wasn't exactly a like fully fledged member, if that's what you wanted to call it at that time. Like I wasn't actively participating in things more than just say going onto the furry um, like uh, questions and uh, post boards online mm-hmm. or some of the old stuff. Like the one the one that I first found. Was furry for life? I think it was called, and that that doesn't even exist anymore. That had to had to shut down.
0: Hmm, I am not a, I'm I'm not familiar with that one.
2: No, I don't think many people are. But it's just the first one I found. But the story of how I actually found out what furries were actually stemmed from the animal shelter itself. Uh-oh. You know, as a kind of neat segue. Uh, so the guy that was showing me around when i first got there and showing me how how things are done what to do in certain situations all that sort of stuff um when we went for a break we went to the break room and he brought out a piece of paper and was drawing this um anthro werewolf in a long big long trench coats like fairly fairly edgy even for the time and i asked him about it and the word furry came up and i was like oh okay cool i Typed it into Google when I got home. I was like, oh, so that's what I am. <laughs> and I look back on the entirety of my life and it's like, what games did I play? Anything with Anthro characters? What media did I watch? Anything with Anthro characters? So it's like Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper, Lion King, Robin Hood. Every, every, everything just sort of clicked into place where so it's like, oh, I like animal people. Oh, cool. <laughs>
0: It's interesting to uh, get that realization of, you know, you know, instead of it just being day to day, just, you know, human interactions, just, you know, with just, you know, like pets and stuff like that. It's you get to grow to be that in between kind of spectrum.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's just that you've suddenly found a place where there are people that kind of like the same things as you are like things that uh, have this certain attribute about them just instinctively.
1: Exactly. It can be very comforting to be more than just a transient kind of individual and find a, a group, a, not even just a group, just a knowing that there is a large following of people who like the same things that you do.
2: Yeah. Because
1: even then, even then, it kind of feels like, you know... It goes without saying, but you just don't feel alone in liking the things that you like. It gives you a bit of incentive to, to keep yeah. pursuing the things that you like.
2: Yeah, I think I was, like I say, I started, I found the fandom when I was 15. I think the first time I actually met a furry was when I was 19. So for those before then, it was only ever um, people online as well. So it was nice to actually meet another person like that in, in public, uh, not in public, in, in real life.
0: Nice. Agreed. It's uh <laughs> it it I mean at first you feel kind of alone once you start to, you know, explore the fandom a little bit. But I mean, if you look in the right place, it you can just ex- it I mean you're I won't I won't exactly say your friends, but the furry circle is
2: huge. Oh, definitely, I mean, yes. Once you actually find it.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, more or less, the guests that I have met over the years, it's all, most of them have just been by accident to just yeah. find this, this strange community of people <laughs> not only, you know, supporting and loving animals, but also yeah. being a part of a whole nother, uh I guess you could say, species, if you will.
2: Yeah, almost.
0: I think we've pretty much dissected that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Tiberi- uh, Tiberius, would you care to take the next one? Yes.
1: Uh, well, it says the question asks what you do towards contributing to the fast fandom but i think a better way of asking it would be what kind of hobbies do you pursue that that involves that allows you to involve yourself in the fandom
2: right yeah so as we mentioned before i do the voice acting stuff but that's more towards animation before it being a furry thing i would love to do furry animations but at this moment it's just trying to get as much experience as I can do and just build my repertoire uh so yeah I'm hoping eventually to start um a creative animation project with a few of my friends which will uh utilize everyone who's like trying to build up their portfolio so we're essentially trying to advertise ourselves through the animation of course but uh let's see I know I'm fairly active on Twitter, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think the majority of my friends have been met through either Twitter or Telegram, so that's kind of just where I am posting stupid cat memes and gifts to people.
0: <laughs> Naturally.
2: Of course, yes, that's, that's how you do.
0: Nothing wrong with being an enthusiast rather than having a particular job in the fandom.
2: yeah. Like, I am currently waiting, uh, hopefully it will come very soon. We are looking at getting a fursuit for myself. Yeah. So then I can finally do that because I've only ever been fursuiting twice and it's been as two different people in two different suits. So they were the most, oh God, the most exhilarating and exhausting and exciting few hours of my life (laughs) each time. And now I just can't wait because I'm having to wait because Of the coronavirus and waited for the first Just, I want to be able to do that. It looks like so much fun and feels like so much fun.
1: Should probably wait <laughs> till the summer's over, though.
2: Oh, of course, yes.
1: So you don't actually die?
2: Yeah, with a heat stroke and a pandemic going on, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll wait until December.
0: That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you pretty much covered our next question, uh, which would be, of course, if you are a suitor, major suit, and if you do have a suit, mate, do you have any preferences?
2: Uh, yes, but I'm keeping it on the down low for now because it's not 100% uh, going ahead yet, so I don't want to give any false hope to anyone. Right. So as soon as... We both know that it's going on because of you know pandemic things and all this sort of stuff as soon as we both know it's hundred percent double confirmed going to happen, then people will I'll get people knowing
0: so you will be a black cat assumptions, but may yes. not be a black yes, cat will. you will be no, okay.
2: it will. Be my I'm not banking on having any more fursuits apart from the one i'm hoping to get as much out of the the one on its own as possible because you know fursuits cost quite a lot of money that they do <laughs> uh so yeah i'm it's gonna be the black cat me black cat has always been i've always been black cat like right from the start i've i don't think i've ever changed I had a couple of different like ideas right at the start when I was trying to figure out the first owner, but the first time I saw Black Cat Zinc, yeah, mm-hmm. it's done. That's it. There's nothing, nothing else. Everything else went out the window.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, as far as the preferences, if I may ask, uh, yeah, in the suit you were in, hinged jaw or static jaw? Uh,
2: one hinged, one static. I think yes. Yeah, one and one. So the first one was a friend of mine called Cheetah Obscura, but he's, he's n- not as tall as me. He's a small boy. And mm-hmm. so I had to wear him as a partial. So everyone was, I was getting these funny looks from people who saw the suit and recognized it and thought he'd had this foot-and-a-half growth spurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the second time, I was a friend of both mine and cheese uh, called CryptoDog. And his suit was a lot better fitting for me because he was a, the same height as me. So I finally got to full first suit, <laughs> and just you know, generally be silly, which was fun. It's always fun.
1: Oh, that'd be Much better. <laughs> full suit. Full suit is where it's at.
2: Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I I can see the benefits of partialing as well, but yeah. I, t- I would like to get full suit if possible, which is why I've not bought any like bits and pieces of a fursuit, like paws on their own. I've just bided my time, waited, built up money. I'm just going to get one big everything.
0: So in a sense, you are going to pounce on, an, on the yeah. opportunity when it comes.
2: <laughs> well, I, I pounced on the opportunity when it came about four years ago. And I was on the end of, as like the last person on someone's commission list for fursuits. This, you know, so far unnamed person. Oof. And yeah, so I was the last person on it. And he does one every like half a year or so. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's only one person. And they, are, um, yeah, so they work just as one. There's no, there's no like big team that do it. And he, they're very, very nice suits uh, from what I've seen. And he's one of the people that do cats very well. So you see quite a few first suit uh, makers. They're really, really good at doing dogs. They have that down pat. They're all sorts of canines, foxes, everything. But when you see a cat, it just looks like a snub nosed dog. It doesn't quite mm. work properly. Mm. But no, so I've definitely picked my first choice my first preference for a fursuit maker
0: good awesome as long as you have a plan in place um let me see i don't think i have any more questions on this particular question mm. i th- I think we shall move on
2: questions on right. a question so some questions once yes yeah.
1: Three to four. Uh... <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I'm like... just reading the thing it says about... That's okay, you're about
2: as stuff. professional as my podcast, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, it's not exactly... We're not exactly... Yeah, it's a loose fashion. Uh, I was going to say Howard Stern, but it's not exactly... A... <laughs> it's not a good comparison you want to make. Uh... But... The next one really describes... It asks... Um, it's based on what your persona is. Right. How, how it represents you as a person uh, and your personality. And if it, if it does, or if it does really mirror you in any way, or, it was, or whether you maybe chose it arbitrarily or if there was any other outstanding reason that you might have chosen a cat
2: right yeah so like i say i chose the cat out of a list of different ones right at the start and then just never changed it so the black cat has been me for the entirety of my furry life and there's a couple of different reasons one is uh, a i like cats i like black cats that's just a, a bonus to go with the fact that i chose it uh but also uh I think Zinc started out as kind of this. Um, what's the best way to put it? Like a a goal for me to set myself because at the point in time I wasn't exactly happy with how who I was or how I looked and that sort of thing. i was going through that sort of stage of life of teens, hmm. and so I I built Zinc and said, right, that's how I want to be. And then slowly but of surely, I've kind of moved closer and closer to that kind of goal. So, yeah, he just spawned and slowly became me, or I slowly became closer to being me. As I, I think for the most part, it was just changing from being an introvert to more of an ambivert to be able to be, you know, in attention.
1: So you kind of chose it as a way of changing yourself into something that you want to be rather than making it something that mirrors you as a person.
2: Uh, In a way, but a bit of column A, a bit of column B in that there was never not the potential for me to be what I was trying to set out to be because I knew myself, I knew that that's like, it it was more of a way of life rather than a change of character. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, tried to be a little more cheery, tried to be a little more... Of uh, accepting if you're the butt of the joke and that sort of thing, sure. And just generally making my own life happier.
1: (laughs) So you based it on you based it on yourself within some facets, but you changed it. You changed it as you changed yourself, rather, or it evolved with you. Yes, as you changed as a person and grew up, obviously.
2: Yeah, he's he's gotten bulkier as I've gotten bulkier, so we've both put on (laughs) muscle mass. (laughs) Yeah, that's our thing.
0: Were there any particular traits of a feline that you felt just like immediately connected with?
2: Um I'm not sure actually. Like I know once I picked a cat people started pointing out similarities, but whether they were in my actual decision or not I'm not sure because like I like to sleep a lot. That's that's just a superpower of being able to put my head down and sleep and just anywhere. Same. <laughs> yeah, I drink way too much milk. Excuse oh. me for a second. Do it. Right? Yeah, and dogs don't like me apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so so, uh, We for those who don't know who. Who might be listening to this? Uh, I do mm. know that you do have the trait of enjoying to pounce on your friends, of course.
2: <laughs> well, it would be a it will be fun to do so in suit with people who are okay with being pounced on. I, I don't <laughs> want to just do it on random unsuspecting people. That's that's not right. But yes,
0: that's right, listeners. Absolutely no mm. consensual pouncing. Always gets mm. consent. Oh, uh, no, not no non-consensual yeah. dancing. <laughs> <Yes>. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so you don't exact you don't have you know literal claws that you like to dig into people who uh, annoy no. you.
2: <laughs> no, it might be a bap to the face if they're annoying me.
0: But
1: <laughs> just a nice little nice little slap.
0: <laughs> I hope that you can afford a like one of those mechanical tails that you can get to oh. uh, move back and forth right before you pounce somebody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't know if I don't know if my maker does that yet, or if not, we'll have to see how much that is. Because it would be fun to have, definitely.
0: <laughs> <sighs> okay um being what you are walking among society do you feel more or less alone than before you became what you are has it opened up more opportunities towards making friends
2: oh absolutely definitely like i realized the people that i called friends for a long time were just kind of situational in that we were in the same class, so we were the kind of closest match to friends that each other had. When I started uh, like going more on the internet and going more, basically sharing myself onto the internet and seeing what other people were doing, all this just massive world opened up to me. Right? By the time I was in university, I was just I I could see friends. I could go and meet friends. I could talk to them on the phone. I could do anything and everything with them now. And then maybe just a year before that, and for the time before I went to university, that was basically not there.
0: Hmm.
2: So it was a huge, huge difference.
0: When you first started getting involved with the fandom, would you say it was like an eyedropper for for friends, or was it just the floodgates?
2: Um, uh, sorry, one second. Okay. okay. Sorry, alarm started going off on my phone. Suddenly, my leg was vibrating. <laughs> sorry, what was the question?
0: Oh, the question is, is when you first started getting involved with the fandom, would you say? you you started getting friends like similar to that of an eyedropper or was it more like the floodgates had just opened up?
2: Oh, I mean it still took time and like it wasn't just bam, friends everywhere. It was more of a, I suddenly had a lot more people to talk to and over time I was friends with, or I tried to be friends with everyone I talked to and then some people would just drift off into a separate way and some people would stay. So over time, I basically just surrounded myself with awesome people.
0: And and that gets back to you being less of an introvert.
2: Yes, I've definitely, uh, I'd, hoped, I'd hoped to say, and I think most of my friends would say that I have uh, come out of my shell over the time, that they've known me. I know some people now don't even uh realize that I used to be quite as introvert as I was, to the point where I could go through like the entire summer holiday just sign my bedroom. I didn't need to talk to anyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we can all kind of sympathize with that. It you don't consider yourself a hermit, I'm sure. No. But the I I understand it there. I understand that everyone needs just some time alone just to think. of course, yeah. Solidarity is bliss. <laughs> okay. I think we can move on now.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah, that was a pretty expensive
1: discussion. Do you want to do the next one?
0: I shall. Uh, during your day to day, since becoming part of the fandom, and I believe we've touched on this a little bit already. Uh, what are some things you've started doing differently in your life? Hmm. If you could compare yourself from from now, from you being fully in the fandom when you were just kind of, you know, out of the fandom, dabbling in the fandom. Right.
2: Yeah. No. Um. I definitely have a larger. Uh, proportion of my friend group as furries now, so that's kind of changed the friend circles that I've been in but also I go to the London Fur Meet well, when it's on and there's not a, you know, lockdown
0: mm-hmm. of
2: course. so I, I get to meet up with friends, meet up with new people regularly uh, as well as going to the conventions and conventions are just amazing I just can't wait to be able to go to another one
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Have you attended some uh, furry meet and greets?
2: I've. Oh, I think I've been to two. So I was supposed to go to one this year, which was Euroferns, but obviously everything's been cancelled. The last year and the year before, I went to Confuzzled, which is a UK con. Mm. And again, they were the most amount of fun. And in consecutive days of like almost a week's time that I've had in a long time up until then.
0: So have you not attended any cons out of Europe then? Outside of Europe? No,
2: not yet. Like I say, we're planning to do Euroference, which was uh, Berlin in Germany. Uh, But yeah, so not yet, but we're planning to.
0: I got you. Uh, would you say that, in terms of you being in the fandom, has it made you like view like uh, view animal and human interactions a little differently? You would say.
2: Um, I think I've always been like empathetic towards animal animals. So, I've tried my best not to kill or uh, like if there's a spider in the house, I'd rather pick it up and throw it outside rather than just squish it that sort of thing. So I think I've always been that kind of person. I think the fandom is, it's definitely spreading that kind of message, especially with all the charity work that all the conventions do. Mm -hmm. Like, so whilst it may have not given me too much change, I know that it is doing a lot of good work in the same direction.
0: Uh, I'm getting back to your statement um I'm sorry but if I find a spider in my bed it's um it's not going to live for very long.
2: <laughs> yes, I know that, I know that that isn't quite as common a view on insects in sleeping quarters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd, I I would try to like I can't say that I've not had to like get rid of infestations and that sort of thing. But when when there is a chance that I could do, then yeah, I'd like to. I'd rather help out an animal, than, or a person even.
0: <laughs> as far as human interaction, would you say that's kind of changed your perspective a little bit after being in the fandom for a while?
2: Uh, yeah, because the fandom is a lot more open, uh, receptive, and generally just don't give a crap about things that we shouldn't give a crap about. Mm. There's a lot more in what you would call normal society where people get too caught up on things that they shouldn't do and things that really don't matter. And from that, if you just take all those away, everyone suddenly gets on with each other so much more and everyone just has a butt ton of fun. So that's definitely a positive from at least the sort of community that I was growing up in.
0: Nice. Right on. Yeah. (laughs) I think that covers that one. We do have one more question, if our beloved co-host feels inclined to do so.
1: Well, there's, there's about three more, but I was gonna do I'm gonna do question six. Uh, now that one can actually be kind of up to anything. Uh, but going on what we've already discussed, uh, what would you say has been kind of changed or been given the most glaring change and has changed the most uh, throughout you or your life in general when you joined the fandom, or, or has there been anything that's been changed, or, or has it been more of a kind of a a sideline quality of yours that you just really see as more of a uh, hobbyist right sort of time sink (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, yeah I've never I've tried not to uh, consider being a furry as like a proper character trait that's never been like having that is feels a bit too two-dimensional to me but uh i think the biggest change was probably now that um i and my fiance are getting married soon and that all stemmed from trying to talk to people more during university which came through the fasona and then eventually about a year into us dating uh, i got a text from her saying do you think i'd be a red panda and then from there she was like (laughs) Yes, yes. Mini dance on, uh, next to my desk or wherever I was. And so, yeah, we're now... oh, seven and a half years? Been together? Because we came in the start of uni. Wow. C- Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you.
1: It's one hell of a relationship. I mean, <laughs>
2: they're all... <sighs> Yeah, I we su- just... we survived some odd situations, long distance, yeah, and can... university stress.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. Aside from the university thing, that's not mine. <laughs> uh, what's that? University high learning? What's that? Um, yeah. but besides no, a lot that, of
2: debt, that's what it is.
1: <sighs> God. Besides that, it is. It's to mention that there are. Being in the fandom affects people so differently in that yeah, to many people it is something that it does affect your life in such a large way in in the groups that you join and the people that you meet as well as how much of a person it can affect you but then there are some people who just see it as a moderate who are more moderates when it comes to the fandom and just see it as something that they do in their spare time and it doesn't affect them at all.
2: Yeah, there's definitely a split. There used to be a bit of a conflict between the two two people you've just described there. I, th- I know one was called like a furry lifestylist, as in where they took being a furry as their way of life. And then there was the others that were seen as more casual and kind of used it as a hobby. And for a while, there were people on either side that, didn't really think the other one was valid or whatever I never got into it it was like just before I joined so I got like the remnants of people talking about it
1: gotcha. that's fair it, is, it can be something somewhat of a dichotomy between it being something that affects you in such a big way and just seeing it as something that you you simply just do in your spare time yeah and it, it can be a point of conflict between people who do that but honestly it, it, it should be anything but if it's something especially if it's something that we should all be not really coming together with. You don't, you don't have to get along with everyone that's in the fandom but it's at least something you should have in common. And you, the- you
2: would hope so with other furries, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, furries, now that the fandom has kind of gone global with the internet. It's become so much more diverse. Like it's just people can literally be from everywhere and they can be the exact same species as you or they can be something you've never seen before. Exactly.
0: And it's it's more than just, you know, cats, dogs, the general thought of, you know, everyday critters that you might see. It's... I mean, I've been to MFF twice now, and you would not believe... I mean, not just towards you, but towards anyone watching. There is such a large, (laughs) large array of animal designs out there for fursuits.
2: It is... Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have it's... how many different species now that have been literally made by furries.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The most so t- many... Oh,
0: go
1: ahead. Well, it was just, that's just it. There are there are so many things that that have been created just in within the fandom for people to both use as a representation of themselves, but just in general so many different things in just talking about the speeches alone is one point where Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's something people make into their own, take and make into their own so that other people can use them as an engine to bring themselves closer to other people or pursue their own hobbies.
2: Yeah.
0: Exactly. If by chance, if you ran into someone or happened to come across someone who had just kind of started into the furry or brony fandom is like, what is this thing? What 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 exactly (laughs) is this fandom is they and they don't really know, you know, like if they want to be a part of it or not. And they have no clue really what it is. They just stumbled onto these images of these anthropomorphic characters and these people, you know, with these profile pics of these colorful, you know, animals. And you're like, yeah. And they're, what is there, what is something that you would say to them (laughs) to give them the confidence to know that you're welcome here?
2: Yeah. uh, It's a good question i definitely try and convey the idea that you don't have to accept everything in the fandom that, like, you don't have to go to a furry convention, you don't have to go to um, meets, you don't have to have a fursuit, you don't have to have anything at all to still be part of it, and to still be a completely valid part of it. Because I know a lot of people, when they see the... Furry fandom as a whole, they get overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that is happening in the fandom because everyone takes their own little niche of it. And it's like, this is what it means to be a furry for this person, but someone else could have a completely different view of what even furries are, let alone what it takes to be one.
0: I like that. (laughs) That's good. Thank you.
1: Another decent question probably would be is that what what would you describe the fandom as being like what what is being a furry to you oh
2: god <laughs> see i I still don't know I genuinely don't know because every time I meet a new person and ask that question and they give me a different answer everyone has their own version of it so for myself It is primarily the community in that it's this umbrella group of people that are just genuinely a nice bunch of people. I mean, there's always going to be sour apples. There's always going to be like just one or two people you might not get along with for whatever reason. But when you kind of let yourself go into the fandom, you suddenly realize that, holy shit, there's so many awesome people here. And so many awesome ways to have fun with with them. Sorry about that.
0: No, it's all right. I don't know if I could have said that better. (laughs) Well, granted, I don't have the accent like you've got, so, you know.
2: Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that as a compliment, shall I?
0: Well, I mean, it's a two to one show right now. I'm I'm against two English accents, so it's <laughs> it's kind of an unfair advantage right now.
2: I mean, that's fair. Nobody it's likes fair to have an advantage.
0: <laughs> nobody likes American accents. Everyone wants the English accent.
2: <laughs> uh, well, you say that, but quite often voice acting, you want to not have an accent. Oh you want to have an American-ish accent?
0: You kidding? That I would is true. I would <laughs> love to sound like Sean Connery.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: I don't think anyone wants to sound like Sean Connery.
0: <laughs> I do.
2: That you're one person. There we go. Aside from you.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's either him or Ian McKellen.
2: Okay, Ian McKellen's better.
0: Yeah, that's a much
1: better choice.
2: Yes, my my view of you has gone up. Or perhaps
0: with
2: <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I've thought about Patrick Stewart, but Patrick Stewart is his own voice, so I will leave it at that on that one.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Well, he's from Oxford, so that, should, so that should give you some sort of indication.
2: And uh, <laughs> my my accent's gone every which way. Like, no, anyone from the north thinks I'm from the south. Anyone from anyone from the south thinks I'm from the north. Anyone in the Midlands has no clue. I've been called Canadian. I've been called Irish. Someone said I sounded like I was from Australia. It really doesn't go anywhere.
0: Actually, to me, I picked it up... It, I almost picked up a hint of Scottish in you.
2: Scottish? All right. <laughs> just a hint. Just a hint.
1: I mean, that might be grasping yeah. a little bit, but sure. <laughs>
2: uh no. I think if I had to choose, I'd have to sound... I'd probably go for someone like Jeremy Irons, who was the voice of the original Scar.
1: Yeah.
2: In Lion King. That, that's uh... a good voice. That's a that's, that's a, a pretty good, good one.
1: one. Yeah.
0: Would you mind doing the line that he says to Zazu before he
2: eats him? Oh God! What was the line?
0: Hold on, I will type it out. That is two, not two. <laughs>
2: I quiver with fear.
0: <laughs> I love that. Thank you. You do remember the scene, of course.
2: <laughs> yes. Like I've as a child I watched Lion King over and over and over again. <laughs> it was one of my favorite movies. That and the Lion King too. That was pretty good. <laughs> two,
0: two, had a good story, but the animation style irked me just a little bit.
2: That's, I, that's fair, I guess.
0: It, I'm, I'm very picky about my animations.
2: Um, even okay. if,
0: even if I can't really animate, so it's it's all personal <laughs> preference.
2: No, I do have a general. Uh, interest in animated things anyway so if I go and watch a movie, I'd rather it be an animated movie
0: Agreed
1: I have to agree with you on that one (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't really have any more questions Uh, any closing comments or statements from either one?
2: Uh. I guess we, we never touched on it, but it's not a huge part. Uh, I do have a pony sonar, but ah. I'm, I was definitely a behind on the curve and the wave of the brony fandom. Like It seemed like it used to be a lot bigger and more in swing when I, than when I actually got into it. So I was a bit late on that one. It was around 2007
0: and 2000, uh, not 2007, that's way too far back. Call. Uh, I'm sorry but I do I have to wrap this up uh, other things call my attention uh, that's okay uh, I do apologize to all uh, anyone who watches this but naturally real life always tends to get in the way um oh yes we th- we thank. Our awesome guest, Zink Awesome, for joining us today. And we hope you see... Thank you for having me. Yep. We hope to have you here again, here on Suiting Up for Life and the Omega Republic. See ya.